Welcome to the DCR Podcast. I'm your host, David J. Morris, and I'm here with my partner here, Dave Rand, and as well as producer Josh, making sure things go smoothly. Today we have twin sisters Stephanie and Michael Papke from Jumpstart Espresso. 22 years ago, after working at a coffee stand in high school, Stephanie Papke had an idea to start her own coffee stand in the neighborhood she had grown up in. She started with a mobile cart under a tent and worked all day, every day, building relationships and serving the best coffee in the area. Since then, the locally owned coffee shop, run by both twin sisters, has been thriving. They agree that what sets them apart from their competitors is their quality coffee, exceptional customer service from very friendly baristas, and a dedication to the relationship with their community. As small business owners, they also work in both locations as baristas, so if you ever stop at one of their stands, there's a good chance you might be getting your coffee from one of the sisters themselves. Now they own two shops in Federway, Washington, and another shop coming to the Twin Lakes area of Federway later this year. Well, welcome, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Let's get this podcast going. That's right. That's right. Um, Let's uh, start with, well, one of you, doesn't matter. Um, Tell us about how you got started in the coffee business. Um, I'll start because uh, I started it actually as a solo venture uh, coming out of college. I was a high-level athlete, and I decided I did not want to work for anyone because I had been working for somebody for a, a long time already. So I wanted to do my own thing. I had worked in coffee in high school at a little um, roll, rolling cart. and where, thought, was, where was the rolling uh, cart? It was in Covington at a Apple market that's not there mm-hmm. anymore because mm-hmm. – it's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was uh, just, that's all they had um, back then was just the rolling carts outside of um, grocery stores and department right. stores and things. That's what, how the industry started. Um, so I worked, had worked there, so I had a little bit of knowledge. So it was approachable at that time, and it was uh, affordable to get into the industry, unlike now. Um, so I was able to secure a small loan, and I just studied and, and got a business loan and uh, got, got one of those little carts and set it up outside of a friend's tanning salon in Federal Way. Um, and so I had done that for about a year and my sister was in the insurance industry and she played a very important role. She was a silent investor because the bank wanted to know that I could pay my loan. Um, and they, they looked at my plan and thought, okay, this is cute, but who's going to pay? And yeah. so she had the regular paying job working for my dad in the insurance industry. So she helped secure that loan, but she was just a silent uh, partner at the time. Mm-hmm. And then when she got bored with insurance, shocking that yeah. she mm-hmm. bored with insurance. Sorry, dad. Um, then she decided to um, join on with me full time, which yeah. it's been a major. We wouldn't be where we're at without the two of us as equal partners. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And how long? So how long have you been equal partners in that? From the twenty-two years ago? From or? uh, so we, um, I opened in nineteen ninety-eight. I mean, it's we technically because you yeah. were a silent, um, but we weren't equal um, in the December of nineteen ninety-eight, and then it, well, it was about a year later, right? It was a, about a year later, a year and a half. It was yeah. two thousand, just touching okay. to two thousand. Still, still in front of the tanning salon at this point. S- yeah, and, point. but when she came in, she was very instrumental in approaching. Uh, we had a little bit some issues with the manager of our location. Um, we weren't seeing eye to eye about our future at that tanning salon, um, the owner of the building. And so uh, Michael was really instrumental in approaching the people across the street to say, hey, you've got this open patch of cement. How about you build us a drive through? And we we took off. It was it was the reason why we were able to explode and and 
be where we're at now. So yeah. she secured that. That so was in 2000. And that's mm-hmm. in the parking yeah. lot. That that's in the parking lot of the, what, what's the, is there a, it's called Lake Crest Shopping Center. But what was the grocery, is there a Valley Harvest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was that Valley. an apple kind of a deal? Um, it's, it's always no. been an international no, it was, market. Okay. It was a red apple way back when we were in high school yeah. because we went to high school down the street at TJ. So yeah. we're from the area. So that's always been a little grocery store, but it's been a Valley Harvest for, for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. There was an old photo booth for people that, were grew up in federal way yeah. and knew it, but then that got taken down, and so we just kind of went in that spot, and it's worked out for all of us. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. to be there, we're still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Flagship, man. It's yeah. our flagship. flagship. Everyone same knows tiny it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Building. I know. It's unbelievable. We're, we're busting at the seams. Yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. are. What okay. is what is the biggest like? How many cars have been stacked up? I mean, you have a consistent. There's at least eight cars pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. But how? I mean, and and the nice thing about this parking lot, and if anyone listening, I'm sure they've been. There's a lot of room. There is. It it can stack up pretty good. But what is like the record? Have you guys looked at that? Like, Uh, it's got to be Christmas morning. Christmas morning. Like early on when other coffee shops weren't open. I'm going to say there was, we went all the way out onto the street both ways. So 15 cars on the side going north and maybe eight going south. Yeah. Because then blocking traffic at the time. But nothing's open on Christmas morning. So and we've been open on Christmas morning every year since we started, which yeah. is a really a rare thing. Right. Now a lot of people are, but yeah, so it was pretty cool. And it was pe- part of people's family t- tradition, you know, tradition yeah. to yeah. come up there on Christmas morning with their family and That's awesome. to visit yeah. us. So people, yeah, just stacked up and waited. And how big is this location? How many square feet? Oh, you guys, you, it's it's twenty one by eleven. Yeah. yeah, it's not even it's, square feet. It's just it's a <laughs> it's a it's a big bedroom. Yeah, it's nice. really all it is with a toilet in it. Yeah, nice. it's really it's all it is. I we, know. But we've it's managed. tiny. It's, it's incredible. It's amazing. I mean, honestly, the size of it has actually allowed us to stay really connected with our customers because cool. you can see both windows and talk to them no matter where you are in the building. Yeah, which is really hard to manage as far as volume um, with supplies, but it's great as far as volume with customers. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then the evolution of that, so that's the one stand that you mm-hmm. had. And then what, how did you get a second location? Well, we, we actually had a second location that we ended up leaving out in Maple in Valley. Maple Valley right. Yeah. So we went out there. Um, we were, we were trying to expand as young kids. And so we were looking for coffee shops that were for sale which is not really a thing. Coffee shops don't go for sale that are successful, really. So we ended up picking up this. um, It was a trailer out in Maple Valley, and um, she just wanted to get out of the industry. And we picked it up, but it ended up being too far from where we were Mm -hmm. housed. So it it went well, but we decided to bail on that location and really focus on our community in Federal Way, which Mm -hmm. is where we had started. And then we had a customer that came through, actually, and said that the people that had taken over the Fox Hollow on Pack Highway were looking at getting out of the industry because they just didn't know or love coffee. So I think it took about 17, 18 seconds for us to get in our cars <laughs> yeah. and drive over there yeah. and talk to the owners of that. And we just said, hey, we can come in here and take this over right now. And just you guys can have a really simple exit. And it was a gift handed yeah. to us, actually. We took over the lease and bought their equipment and that was it. Oh, that's and amazing. And that went literally yeah. doesn't happen. Yes. So we were no. super, super lucky because we were able to expand without having to take on another loan or you know go into debt or anything. And so your passion for coffee compared to their passion passion for coffee, were you able to increase the business right away? Oh boy, were we? (laughs) It doubled immediately. And that was without any changes because we just knew what we were doing. Um, of course with Delano's backing us with all of our great quality and expertise, but yeah, then we built it slowly and I mean, it's just exponentially more successful today. Yeah. 
Well, and that and that's such an interesting point. You said it took 17 seconds to drive there. Yeah, so, it did. So many people get concerned about location. Well, about, if I yeah. if I go right down the street, is it going to take customers away? Cannibalize yeah. and the and the whole thing like that. And and it sounds like mm-hmm. not even no. not at all. And that's what we try to tell people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not at all. Uh, maximize actually, the brand is our advice. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. We were, were really relevant in Federal Way. Yeah. As yeah. soon as we leave, even even North Federal Way, we're touching. Mm-hmm. South Federal Way, which seems risky even. Um, people don't know who we are as much. Right. Right. But people don't even go in between our two coffee shops very often. They're a mile apart, mm-hmm. and people say, well, the other one's more convenient. And so we have totally different customer bases at each location just a mile apart. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And and the closeness of the coffee uh, shops in this industry and in this area, it, it doesn't matter. There's we competition pop up all around us, and we're we're close to each other in our own locations, and it only increases the coffee yes. traffic through. Yes. So and it just it makes all of us a little bit better, and um, we pay attention to what our uh, competitors are doing, and we learn from them, and we get better because of them, mm-hmm. and it keeps us on our toes. And um, so yeah, we cl- being close together is is not a bad thing, and being close to our competition is not a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. So what? How do you each of you start your day coffee wise? Oh, well, I have Dylan's drip um, that is ready to brew. And as soon as I wake up, I hit the brew button, let my dogs out. And (laughs) then I start and I have uh, just a little bit of vanilla and some organic cream in my, well, then I have about three of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, me me too. I I love just drip coffee, good quality drip coffee. So yeah. yeah. Push that brew button and feed the dogs. Nice. Really? Same. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Imagine that. We're twins. twins. We're twins. Twinning. <laughs> so what's your favorite part about running a, a, a business? Um, I think my favorite part about running a business is being able to employ amazing people. I think one of my favorite things about what we've done this entire time is create a family that we work with. And we have wonderful people that we work with. But knowing that we can give them a great place to work where they are appreciated and um, taken care of makes me feel like I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite thing. It is. It's all about family and community. I mean, family runs it. Uh, yeah. Our mom worked with us for a little while. And so it's definitely family feel and we've grown it that way purposely. And, and the community that we're in really matters to us because that's where we grew up. Um, so being able to help and give back to our community is really important. And our our customers are our family as well and they see us like that yeah so so what's your longest uh running employee oh 20 She's years 20 years wow. this year 20 years yeah Crin Crin Danielson I knew her as a 15 year old um I was I coached volleyball as well we both coach volleyball yeah. um, but I knew her as a volleyball player and some of my former athletes are some of our best employees because we know their mm. work ethic and sure um, we can trust them and they're reliable, but yeah, she's been around for, for a long time and she's, she's got a family of three that the kids are grown teenagers now and she's dabbled in real estate now, but she's still been with us for three early morning shifts and she's never late and she's amazing. And our, our all of our customer base know her. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we call ourselves the OGs nice. once in a while, the three of us are in there together and it's like, do you know how That's much coffee fun. experience is in this room yes. right now? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. We also have a a come in on 10 year. Um, We have a nine, an eight year, and then several five year employees too. So we have a lot of loyalty. So that is amazing. Uh, In the food service business and coffee in general, you don't find a business that's been in business for 22 years and has a 20 year employee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, and then the other ones you just named, mm-hmm. that's amazing. It goes to show how you must treat your employees. We, we, take, oh, a lot of, we take a lot of pride in that. Yeah. We do. And we give back to them as much as we can. We know this is a minimum wage industry yeah. and it's hard to be able to give them benefits and all those things. And so a lot of people want to move on to a real job. Well, we want to make this a real job that they yeah. can take pride in. And what a lot of people learn is, is well, I might make a few less bucks, but I love what I do. And I love the people that I work with and for. And that's the environment that we try to create. And that's why I think that we, we keep them for so long. Yeah. We take a lot of pride in that. So um, at the risk of dating this podcast, let's talk real quick about COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID forced a lot of us to become, um, we were forced to become resourceful, basically. Mm-hmm. Especially at the beginning, we were scared, like, yeah. is all our business going to go away? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us were like that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, am I going to go sleep on the floor of Delano's in Buckley again? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. really Start honestly, roasting coffee again. Yeah. The whole deal. Risk poisoning yourself, yes. allergic to green coffee. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It wouldn't be good. Yeah. So um, what lessons um, did you learn and how did you, I mean, what did you do as a result of COVID that changed your business for the better? Well, right off the bat, I think that we learned that we can get through literally anything. I think that we have been working so hard to do everything the best possible and always ready for the next thing. And then we got... We got thrown a curveball where we didn't have any idea how to handle this after 20 years. But as we did go through it day by day and we just had to go with the flow, we had to do we we met constantly. What are we doing today? What are we doing today? And keeping our team involved and making the decisions about how to keep our business going. We just realized that we can literally get through anything and kind of just have to go with what is is handed our way yeah. um, as far as external environment stuff. But I I think we feel stronger than ever after getting through this together with our team. And, and I think it uh, taught us to not be afraid to make changes and grow. Mm-hmm. Our flagship store is never closed. And never. we had to close when we had a case of COVID in one of our employees because that was the right thing to do and the right way to handle it. So we closed and we took the opportunity to do a little bit of remodel and stuff. We were closed for three days and we're like, people might not come back. We don't know if the stigma of COVID early on would would affect that. And if they would go find it, there's a place right around the corner. So they might go find another place. And they came right back, immediately right back. And we we didn't know if that would happen. So that really taught us that we're more resilient, I think, Mm -hmm. than we thought. Because we haven't grown the way that our competitors have. We've grown very slowly and very thoughtfully. and but very solidly. Very solidly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And still having a connection with all of our customers and all of our staff. We know all of our staff members' names and even more now. I mean, we're really connected with uh, – I I really don't want to worry about what they're doing outside of mm-hmm. working for us, but that made us wonder and worry yeah. and care about what they're doing. So we got an even deeper connection, I think, yeah. with our staff and our customer base through this. Yeah. So how important was communication during the whole COVID thing with your employees? Did they <laughs> uh, constantly want to know, well, what's next? And you guys are trying to figure it out like we were. I, I mean, mean yeah. yes. Oh, and we were meddling in their business yeah. a ton. Yeah. Like, where are you going this weekend? And yeah, yeah. how are you handling Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, and, I saw a picture oh my, on social media. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, where, so that, where were you? Yeah, we were we were all up in their business, and yeah, it was the communication of okay, here's the update, and here's what's happening now, and 
this is what we have to do. And they were troopers. They really, once you guys probably did the same thing. Once we settled in and went, okay, we're in this for a while. Mm -hmm. We're going to wear the masks. We're going to have to be extra careful. We got into a groove and, and things, you know, really were okay. And and they handled it like troopers. Um, But there was, there had to be a ton of communication. Like, Hey, we're still doing this. And now we've got variants and now we've got, don't loosen up because it's Christmas and just constantly. And, but they, they respect us and they respect the business so much that they, they did whatever we asked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, did you I, did you have any? Well, we can edit it out if you don't want to say it. But were there any employees that um, didn't make it through that had to let go that had to do that? Was that a or left a, because, yeah. left they, didn't because they didn't? Uh, you know, we've heard from a, a lot of customers that they're like, "Wow, we 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 need to hire good people. People are leaving. Yeah. It would cause yeah. a lot of disruption to the culture and the company." Mm-hmm. How did you guys handle that? We we didn't have much change actually a lot of our solid people trust us and stayed with us we had a few people who work for us part-time who either had family members with health issues or we had a couple of pregnant baristas that did choose to stay home just just in case of the risk and we honored what any anybody wanted Mm -hmm. so if people had any concerns at all 100 percent, their health was our number one priority but the majority of our staff stayed wanted the hours and trusted that we were going to lead them through safely yeah, that's amazing. The, yeah. the I think the looking at the way things has ch- have changed for us now is um, staffing and finding new new staff to join um, our family has been hard, and uh, you hear that with every industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've gotten busier, and we've needed to add more staff, and we're looking at having to add a whole new crew for a new location, and it's feel, yeah. we're, it's a little daunting right now mm-hmm. because it's hard to find people that want to work and that want to buy in, and f- for us to keep doing what we're doing, they have to really want to come in and buy into what we're doing and, and want to be a part of the family, not just come punch their card and mm-hmm. work a few hours and yeah. maybe not show up sometimes. So, yeah, yeah that's going to be a challenge going forward we're going to have to navigate. <laughs> yeah. So we have um, coffee bar drive through listeners from across the country listening to this that are expanding like you guys are as well. Is there something that you are doing at your third location that you've learned from the first two locations that's that's different? Yes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, What we've learned is uh, our flagship um, is a white whale. It Mm. is not. We are not replicating that because it is it runs amazingly on its own. Mm. But. It's the volume they do and the setup. We can't recreate that. Yeah. It's uh, We just cross our fingers and hope that can just keep rolling the way yeah, it's yeah. rolling. But we can't replicate that and grow. So a little bit of learning from our competitors, um, like uh, the, the faster turnaround with the customers. Um, and Starbucks has gone a certain way with they want to take their time and do quality. And then Dutch Bros came into our industry and went, we're just going to blow, right. you know, uh, you can edit this out. You can add an average product through really, really quickly with mm-hmm. a fun vibe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we we've learned from from all of that, and so we changed our second location from a double drive through to a single drive through um, to mimic that model, and it absolutely helped our business increased. And so it's we can have more control over the volume mm-hmm. uh, with the one look uh, one drive through, and we can go out and we can get customers orders early and get it going quickly, and they feel like they're getting helped sooner. So we modeled after some of our competitors that way, because why not follow what's working and mm-hmm. going well? And so we're going to, uh, our third location will be exactly like this. So basically cool. we, it can be a training ground, the second location to get our third location um, up and running and successful quickly right off cool. the bat. 
So you closed one of the drive-through mm-hmm. lanes. We did. And yeah. It's a, yep. Very risky. We did. And actually, we are told not to do that. But we just, we felt we had the instinct and we knew and we went and we visited another very successful Delano's customer, Durango's Joe's. Mm-hmm. And we talked with him about things that he's done. Like he's, you went to yeah. Durango? Hi, we Joe. went to Durango. Oh, we did? did? Hi, Joe. We went to Durango. We went to Durango. Yeah. We went to his. Um, no, I, I don't How do think I so. Not his know Sonny went with us. Okay. Yeah, it was amazing. And we talked with him and we made some really good changes when oh, we came Sonny back. Oh, went with you. No, yeah. It's all yeah. It's, it's been back. a couple of years now. Yeah. But when we came back, we decided to make that change thinking we were going to open our third location last year and we decided one thing that Joe told us is get people in early start making changes now before you open another location so you're not brand new again Mm -hmm. so we decided like she said to make the changes in our second location as a model for what we were going to do to our third Mm -hmm. and it's very different our two locations run very differently but we looked around it's amazing to say that our competitors are Dutch Bros McDonald's Mm -hmm. uh, Bigfoot and Uh, And Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Those are our competitors, you guys. So we had to look around and go, they're all doing a single lane drive through. Why are they doing that? What is working about it? So we looked at what they did and we did a small scale version of that. And moving forward, we're going to continue with that with location number three, because I think it's going to work really well. I think Bigfoot's the only one that's not doing, they do have doubles. They do have doubles. Yeah. But seeing the difficulty and limitations uh, with our first location and people just, we cannot hire staff that are capable of handling that. Um, and with the employment pool getting smaller and smaller, we can bring in, we have a barista assistant role that we do at our new loca- our second location. So we can train people right from the beginning and we can make their jobs simpler and grow them into great baristas versus going, you got to be great right out of the, mm-hmm. out of the get go. So, um, it's, it's going to help with our hiring, um, issues and we'll be able to bring people in and teach them our way. Yeah. Yeah. We have a chain that, uh, um, he's on his sixth location and he does Dutch brothers, numbers mm-hmm. and he built builds double drive-throughs and then puts cones and just closes the other drive-through window mm-hmm. and we thought he was nuts mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like creates this it's just a, it's crazy yeah. it's mm-hmm. just like amazing like a it, it's like a secret or something. Well, creating a line culture. Like you've yep. seen that, yep. that people talk about that with food trucks is when you see someone yep. somewhere, you yep. also want to go there and Crowd see what's crowds. going yeah. on. Absolutely. When you see well, a longer single line, yeah. as long as it yep. moves quickly, once you get in it, right. yeah. people come follow you. Yep. There's places like Chick-fil-A and some of these places oh, that yeah. are creating this get in line yeah and follow the others and wait and it's it's worth it yeah. yeah so that's that's helped us a lot too we're like let's jump on board with that it's almost like the longer the line is the longer the line gets yeah yes. you know if there's nobody in line we for a little bit when we were starting that second location we went and parked our own cars in the drive through right yeah to try sure to draw did. people in you, you know? bet circle yeah. around so, yeah get yeah. in line yeah you betcha yeah i love it so yeah you <laughs> see a food truck and it's open and there's no one in front of yeah. the, you're thinking cockroaches it's terrible. Yeah. terrible i think right? it's awful yeah, yeah. yep yeah it's true so okay cool yeah that's great <laughs> um okay let's um let's do some rapid fire questions okay now you guys are twins and this is going to tell us uh how you differ in some uh opinions okay so it's a kind of this or this kind of a thing some some things have three different should we choices. answer at the same time answer at the same time or um, take turns take turn take turns <laughs> okay I think Steph, it will. I'll, I'll go first since I was born first. There you go. On each okay, one. well, I started the business. Hey. Oh, no, burn. There you go. Okay, let's go take first. turns. That's fine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I backed the loan. Sibling rivalry. <laughs> okay. That's oh. a good point. Oh. Okay, ready? <laughs> yes. Um, tenderloin or ribeye? Neither one. Really? I don't eat meat. Mm-hmm. Tenderloin. Okay. <laughs> um, 
See, there's a difference, right? There's a difference. Like, that was good. There's a difference. Okay, 70s, 80s, or 90s music? Oh, my gosh, that's hard. They're all so good. I'm going to have to go with the 80s because of Whitney Houston. 80s, nice. but Hall and Oates would draw us to the 70s a little bit. <laughs> we have the same taste in music. Perfect. Okay, house on 10 acres or house on a lake? Oh, my gosh. 10 acres, more dogs on a lake. I'll go visit her dogs. <laughs> and, they, and the dogs can swim. They can swim. Play in the labs. Okay, uh, sports car or SUV? SUV. SUV. Mm-hmm. More practical. Okay. Dogs. Um, for as a spectator, football pro, professional as a spectator, football, basketball, or baseball? Baseball, baseball. Okay, weather outside: seventy-five or ninety? Seventy-five <laughs> or one hundred and fifteen? No, two weeks. No. Ago. Well, yeah. ninety we, outside in the drive-through is probably yeah. like a hundred and it is six no, in there. We yeah. closed early on those hot days, yeah, by yeah. the way. Too yeah. hot. Yeah, too hot. Too hot. And the machines go ice. Yeah, machine they kick our just, poor employees. Yeah. They're so hot. I know. You love your employees. We love them so much. Yeah. Um, Okay. Nike, Adidas, Brooks, or New Balance? Brooks. I'm wearing them right now. Brooks. We're We're in our 40s. We're both wearing (laughs) them. We're in our 40s. Yeah. Comfort matters. Yeah, it does. Um, Brad Pitt or Clint Eastwood, who is a better actor? Clint Eastwood. Brad Pitt. Mm. I love some of his movies. Me too. Um, this is a great interview. Yeah. I like, I love the vibe. Okay. Brew method, um, French press or pour over. And by pour over, it could be an automatic drip situation. Mm -hmm. For sure. Pour over. French press are too hard to clean. I agree. Pour over. Too messy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Vacation beach or a cabin in the snow? Beach. Beach. Together. We, yes. go, we travel everywhere really? together. Yeah. Almost nice. always. Oh, I like it. <laughs> um, okay. Hard work or really lucky? Hard work. Hard work. Oh, my gosh. Not even a question. Not even a question. <laughs> We're grassroots coffee people. We we started this thing from the beginning like oh, you guys right. did. Pioneer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, iPhone or Android? <laughs> iPhone. iPhone. So if I text you, my my uh, words will be uh, yeah, weird. Green. No, let me. I mean, right. well, Android be- is a better product, but I started with an iPhone, and it's just too hard to change over. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, so. you guys would probably both have to change over, and then we that would. would be like a yeah, yeah. It'd be a cloud, yeah. It'd be a whole thing. It would be a big knows? deal. Yeah. You might not vacation together anymore. I, after right? that. I know the green, the blue, <laughs> right. the whole thing. No. Yeah. It would be a mess. The green and blue. <laughs> um, okay, French toast, waffles, or eggs, Benny. Ooh, eggs Benny for eggs me. Benny, yeah, and savory. Okay, sunset or sunrise? Sunset. Um, treadmill or stationary bike? Ooh. Treadmill. Ne- can I run outside? Yeah, <laughs> you can say neither. <laughs> okay, neither. Okay, walk on the beach or hike in the hills. Walk beach. on the beach. Iced tea or lemonade? Lemonade. Lemonade. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Neither. <laughs> Good call. No. <laughs> Okay, pie, cake, or cheesecake? Yes. All three. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, no, please. yes, please. Cheesecake. Yeah. I, I get cheesecake, too. We sell, we sell delicious cheesecake yeah. at our Ooh. Pack oh, Highway do? location. Oh, yeah, yeah she's a local vendor. Yeah, like, are they little round things? Or no, they're big they're pieces oh, really? of a pie. Yeah. yeah, and she has feature flavors she brings in. She's a yeah. we, like to lo- we like to support local small businesses. So yeah. um, she is from Federal Way, and she makes the cakes, brings them in, sells them in individual sizes. Yeah. Well, that, you know, that's amazing. and really quickly, if I can add, this has been a big part of what we're doing is to help out other and it's been 
female minority small business owners, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So we've got uh, Uni Cakes, but we also have in our second location, we have Annie's Lunch Counter. And it's a yeah. good friend of ours that came from... Oh. Um, Sunbreak. From Sunbreak. She was 30 years at Sunbreak, and she now does her own soup and sandwich counter, and it started through Uber Eats, and now she's got her own clientele, and it's awesome to have all of us under one roof, and that's part of the family. Is Sunbreak still, like, Mm -hmm. down there? It is. It's still the big place, or no? Yeah, it's still what it, yeah. Yeah, they scaled down just a little bit from COVID, COVID. but, you know, they're they're missing Annie now. They're missing Annie's. Annie's with us. Okay, golf or fishing? Golf. Oh, boy. Neither one for me, but I'll go golf for her because I walk her golf course with her. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, pizza crust, thick or thin? Thin, thin, for sure. Okay, beer, wine, or liquor? Oh, sorry. (laughs) You didn't finish. (laughs) I'm wine all day. Beer. No, I mean, I'll drink wine all day, but that's my choice. (laughs) (laughs) I started at 8 o'clock. I do drink wine all day. She's a day drinker, folks. We just learned this. No judgment all you out there. Okay. Um, Fake or real on a Christmas tree? Real. Real. Tent, RV, or hotel? Hotel. So, uh, <laughs> on the we beach. We usually don't ask all these, but I'm doing yeah. it because it's interesting. Because yeah. it's we do answer at the same time and accidentally. You, yeah. That's don't even amazing. meet. <laughs> do you have any weird twin things like when you're apart or something, like being hurt or you know the person's upset about something or any of that weird shit? Not, I mean, it's hard to know because we're apart, it, but I'm sure it happens all the time, actually, because we can finish each other's sentences. Yeah. Do you but have there, any there specific was, yeah, stories? Yeah, there was just the thing the other day where I texted you something and you're like, oh my God, I was just thinking I was, that. I, that does happen. It happens where I was all the just time. thinking it or I'm just I'm about just to say about it. just about to send the same text message or something. Yeah, we're very in tune. I mean, it, the fact that we vacation together, work together, see each other all the time. Whereas people that do that, even if they're not twins, yeah. they are kind of That's in true. tune. Yeah. Um, but we are very. And there is the nine months in the womb together. There is that. Oh, yeah. There is that. Kind of a, that's kind of a. Yep. She was sitting on my head. It was. Yeah. She came I'm out not, with a dent. Yeah. It's totally fine. Big dent in her head yeah. when she nice. came out. Nice. Okay. <laughs> first uh, espresso based uh, drink that you ever had. Vanilla latte. I for sure drank a single 16-ounce white chocolate mocha because I liked the sweet and not the coffee. Very different now. Where'd you have that? Well, I'm pretty sure it was at our coffee shop, honestly, because I wasn't really a coffee connoisseur before that. Coffee was in the... In Pullman, we went to... Go oh, Kooks. We daily went. grind. Well, daily That's grind. True. Also, remember we had grind. a little um, espresso maker and we had vanilla syrup in our dorm room and we would make ourselves vanilla lattes. Well, there you go. Yeah. So your first vanilla latte was where? Probably uh, at the Daily in, Grand? Yeah. Yeah. In in Pullman. Yeah. Yep. They used to have six or seven locations over there. I yeah. if they still do. Uh, they, they, have they, have, they have several. They have several. Yeah. Yeah. Um, movie, at home or in the theater? Theater. Neither. I can't focus I know. on watching a movie. We really? both have no. short attention spans. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Knew I liked you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather go golf. Um, Golfing's too long. A home in the country or the city? City. City. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce G-I-F? GIF. G-I-F. <laughs> Is it, who put that? Is that you? Know, you? How do I, you really pronounce it? I think it's Jif. I think it's officially Jif. Like that's that's how I say it. Like butter, but spelled with a G. I say Jif. Yeah. I don't I call say Jif. To be you, honest, you, I don't even no. say it. No. It's a GIF. I, I call it a GIF. Do you even do you text them? Then? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I text emojis. That's 
That's what I call them. Emojis. Or sometimes we Well, just, when it's a little video, though, or whatever. Oh, those are the best. Yeah. And sometimes we just get a run of just, uh, like, I'll respond video to video. Yeah. yeah. Get GIF to GIF. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I, if you will. GIF to GIF or I, GIF to GIF. I don't, I don't know. I Maybe it's GIF to GIF. It's GIF to GIF. I just don't say the word. Well, I had, one, <laughs> I had a question. Whose volleyball team would beat the other? If, I mean, you, if you're both coaching separate Ooh. teams, who's oh, a better coach boy. and whose team okay, would win? That's to be fair. Let's go back a little. Let's roll back a little. I'm an All-American Hall of Fame volleyball player right. from Washington State. Yeah. And patting myself Boom. on the back. Okay. However, however, my <laughs> twin sister is a national championship rower. Okay. And they are way tougher. Okay. So, yeah. Yes. So I probably got her on the volleyball, but she's sure. got me on all the tough. She's a very good volleyball coach, you guys. She is one of the best in the country, Ooh, honestly. They, awesome. Yeah, she she's very good. So whoever, what she coaches, and I'm usually coaching with her. I'm usually her assistant. Yeah. So for sure. Well, in high school, we went to different high schools our senior year. And so Steph went down to Auburn, and I stayed up at TJ, and our teams played each other. Oh. And we did not win. <laughs> I'm not saying that was all my fault. Nice. That was pretty yeah. fun. There's a lot of hype around that. There was a lot of hype yeah. around that. That was cool. Yeah. So that's it's actually the the passion for coaching and and helping kids and and also animals. We save animals, rescue animals, and do is one of the reasons why our coffee business. Mm-hmm. We're coffee people from the beginning and started grassroots, um, just like you guys did. But we haven't grown because we have so many other things we love to do. And it's all about community and family and helping kids and helping dogs and all of that. Yeah. So it was, we find a good balance. Perfect. Is that, it was the name inspired by jumping in volleyball, jumpstart. It have anything no, to do with volleyball. I, honestly, with the name, I mean, it's, it's kind of a corny name. Like it's like a little silly, but, um, I don't remember, honestly, I just, it was a like jumpstart your day sort of yeah. thing. And that yeah. just, that just stuck. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you so Appreciate much. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it was so Delanos. nice talking to you guys. We, yeah. we do. We've been Delano's from the get-go. I'd, yeah. Real quick, if I could add, um, when uh, I was deciding which coffee company to use opening the business, uh, it came down to two companies just because of – I actually went to a seminar, and she made some suggestions about uh, who to use. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, that company in Olympia. Baddorf and Bronson. Baddorf mm-hmm. and Bronson mm-hmm. and Delano's. And uh, – the samples came in a box from Dr. from Bronson and Delano's came in person mm-hmm. and they said, yeah. we'll come in here. We'll help you get this started. We'll make it successful. And from that's, I was like, that's the kind of company I want to run. Mm-hmm. That's who I want to be partnered with. And so from day one, and we've gotten approached over 22 years and we're Delano's for life. Yeah. yeah. I love it. We appreciate Very it. Loyal. Guys. Yeah. Thank you Thanks, so much. Thank, Thank you so you. much. All nice right. Talking cool. To you. Thanks. Thanks. Well, thanks for listening to the DCR podcast. I hope you got a lot of great information on this last episode. So subscribe to it on Apple if you did. Share it with your friends. And as always, visit our website and buy some of the great coffees we were talking about today. And remember to help people make friends and have fun. 